American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. So most Americans have heard a lot about the U.S. Civil War, uh, and they, they seem to always want to hear more, or, or many of them do. It's a very popular subject on the History Channel, very popular subject for books. Those who live outside the United States might not realize how significant it has been over time to American sense of themselves. But one way in which it's been interpreted and seen as significant is that some historians and economists and others say not only that the Civil War is a kind of second American Revolution, but that what happens in this revolution is that industrial capitalism, the North, defeats Southern agrarianism and thus opens the way for capitalism to flourish. And that implies that if the North hadn't won, capitalism would not have flourished. Now, I think you've seen from what we've been talking about so far that the South is in a lot of ways just a different kind of capitalism. But that doesn't mean that the victory of the North is unimportant to the future of capitalism. And first of all, it's important in its own right because four million people are freed from slavery because of what happens during the war. But second of all, it's important because uh, the conflict between the North and the South over which version of capitalism would direct national policy had, had been impeding economic development in the United States and in other parts of the world. And once the conflict's over, once the North has won, that economic development is going to take a particular path, but it's going to be able to move forward on that path. So as I said, once we saw slavery as something completely different from capitalism, but as you've been able to see, the kind of slavery that develops in the U.S. South in the early 19th century is entrepreneurial. It's closely linked to the development of the factory system. It is driven by a large financial sector. In fact, it is, in a lot of ways, uh, the most important part uh, of the financial sector in Britain and the U.S. It's the most important target for lending. It's the most important source of collateral. So uh, you see that slavery in the U.S. is an alternative form of capitalism. But there's still a difference between what happens in the North and in the South. What kinds of capitalism exists there in the 1840s and 50s? And we've talked about that a little bit. But it's also important to realize just looking back at the things we've already described, that the big picture is these two kinds of capitalism were in conflict, and because they were in conflict, other things couldn't happen. In particular, the program of policies, economic policies, that the Republicans are putting forward by the late 1850s. These include a regulated, strong national banking sector, the expansion of transcontinental transportation lines in the form of railroads, tariff protections for northern industries, and a, a homestead system which allows farmers, many of them immigrants who are just coming to the United States, to take up uh, what um, the federal government considers to be unused land. The Sioux Indians had a different thought about that land. What the federal government considers to be unused land on the Great Plains and thus expand commercial agriculture in the North. None of these things could happen as long as the main focus of debate in Congress, in Washington, and throughout the country 
was the question of whether or not slavery's expansion would be part of this national economic development. So in the fall of 1860, the Republican Party's presidential candidate, Abraham Lincoln, is elected essentially with no Southern votes. Southern politicians can see the writing on the wall. Slavery expansion is simply not going to happen now. And so, in Lincoln's words, the war came. The cotton states secede, then Fort Sumter is shelled, war is declared between the South and the North, and the rest of the Southern states come to join the Confederacy. And what will become, if we look at it in any kind of proportionate way, the number of uh, people killed, the number of soldiers who fight compared to the population, if we look at it by any one of those sorts of measures, the Civil War is the biggest war in U.S. history. And along with World War II, it might have the biggest economic effect. Let's look at the effects of the war on capitalism a little bit more closely. For more information, go to edX.org and look for American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. Or go to facebook.com slash American Capitalism MOOC. This podcast has been brought to you by Cornell X from Cornell University.